0: All right. So, um, you know, before, before I start, let, let me just pray for us. Um, and actually, I'm selfishly praying for myself. Um, Father, uh, I'm a little nervous here. Uh, the doubt creeps in sometimes. Um, but God, I know that um, no matter what I say, maybe I'll totally screw up. Um, but no matter what, You have a message for everyone, and we pray that your Holy Spirit would touch everyone's hearts, because that's more important than any of the words I have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, So just to start, I want to talk a little bit about identity. Identity, all right? So when you meet somebody, okay, what what are the first questions, three questions that you ask? What are three questions that you ask somebody that you met for the first time? What's your name? Right? What's your name? That's always good. The other thing is, what do you do? Right? That's that's always something that you ask. Anything, anyone else? Where do you live? Where do you live? You guys are super good, right? Because you know what? Everybody asks the same three questions, right? Because what are we trying to do when we're trying to get those three things? What's that? We're trying to learn about them, right? What else? Profile them. Pro- <laughs> yeah, we're, okay, profile them. Okay, we're trying to make a connection, right? Because we were trying to figure out who they are. It's part of their identity, okay? Um, we're, gonna, we're gonna read a little bit of scripture. Oh.
1: my <laughs> mic. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. Hey, Andy, can you turn Solomon on? And- Periodically, we'll do this.
1: No, no, turn my mic on. Don't turn me on. (laughs) (laughs) All (laughs) right.
0: John, verse 21.
1: Afterward,
0: do you have the switch on? Oh, that'd be
1: good. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathanael from Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out fishing, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we're going with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing.
0: Okay, so a little bit about Peter. Okay, everybody knows Peter in the Bible. Okay, who is Peter? Um, his name is... name. Simon, son of John, okay. Where is he from? He's from Bethsaida. And what does he do? Okay, originally, when Jesus called him, remember, he was a fisherman, okay. But then he became a disciple of Jesus, okay. Three years he followed this guy around, and with the other disciples, right, the other 12, Um, I won't make you guys name them all. Um, But three years he's following them around. Okay, and at one point um, during Jesus' time with, with Peter, Matthew 16, 18, he says, You are Peter. On this rock, I will build my church. Okay? So, you know, I think the disciples, they were all very excited, right? They said, oh, man, we're going to do something big here. Like, this thing is going to be really huge. This is actually the first time in the Bible that the word church is mentioned, right? Jesus, Jesus says, "You, on you I will build my church. Um, so they thought they were going to do something pretty big. Maybe they would overthrow the Romans. Maybe um, maybe, uh, maybe, they could use Jesus' power for something super big. But then Jesus, Jesus um, was... Arrested, right? And um, and then Peter actually denies him three times. Okay, so that's a little bit more about Peter. Um, and then Jesus died, right? What 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 do we do now? Jesus is dead. Our leader is gone, right? But he rose from the dead. And then um, it w- it was kind of a strange period of time, I think, because what happened during that period of time was. Jesus appeared to them, and then he was gone. And then he appeared, and then he was gone. Like, so he's kind of in and out. Their leader is, is in and out. Um, so what do they do? There's about 40, 40 days between the time that, um, that Jesus died and when he appears, the three times to him. So there's a period of about 40 days until Pentecost. So they're kind of wondering, what do you do? Um, you know, and myself, if, um, if I were... If I were the disciples, um, I'm following them, and I go, okay, first of all, before my identity is as a fisherman, right? And then Jesus changes my identity to be a disciple, and then there's this kind of period where he dies, and, like, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what do I do now, right? Um, how many of you are like that? Sometimes you feel like you're in your, in your career, and you go, like, who, who am I? Like... I need to do something different. Maybe, like, you have a midlife crisis and you're changing to a new job or um, because you don't know what to do with your life. Um, you guys sometimes feel that? Okay, yeah, me too. Um, so um, so they get into this boat, and, um, and you read in the passage, they get in, they, I, I think what's going on is Peter is kind of going, well, what do I do now? So he goes, maybe I'll just go back to fishing for a little bit because that's something I'm good at. I know what I'm doing when I'm fishing, right? So he goes back to fishing, but that night they catch nothing, right? All night long they catch nothing. Um, so, So, you know, they're fishermen. They have, like today's fishermen, they have all sorts of advanced techniques, right? They have sonar, infrared, like they can chum the water, do all sorts of stuff. I'm I'm thinking, though, even in the olden days, that they had some sort of techniques that they would use, right? Like, you go where, like, it's not as dark. Or, I, I don't know. I'm not a fisherman myself. There's some fishermen amongst us. But there's probably some techniques that they use. And all night, they're, they're catching nothing, right? That's got to be pretty frustrating. Um, a lot of times, when I'm working around the house, um, I'll be trying to fix something. And when it doesn't fix, I get super mad, and I, like, um, then I get, start getting really sweaty, and I start throwing stuff around. And, um, but I, I imagine that this is how, how they might feel, right? They might feel super frustrated that all night they're catching nothing, right? And then, Solomon.
1: Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish.
0: Okay. Um, So here's the message point number one. I hope you didn't write it down already, because I'm changing it, Okay. (laughs) Because this is actually something that's super important. And I actually want to try to get it into the vocabulary of our church, into the DNA of our church, all right? That we're not results-oriented here, okay? What we are is we're obedience-oriented, okay? Because being obedient to God is more important than providing results on our own, right? Being obedient to God is more important than providing results on our own, okay? And that's because I believe that God is powerful and we are not, okay? Um, so, So what happens is some stranger, okay, it says, actually says in the passage, they don't know who it is, okay, so some stranger, they didn't recognize it was Jesus because it's actually Jesus, he says, throw your net on the right side of the boat, okay? So, I'm, again, I'm not a fisherman, and so maybe, there's, maybe Al knows some special techniques of throwing the net on the right side or the left side. But to me, like, excuse my little drawing here. Okay, so maybe this is the left side of the boat, and maybe this is the right side of the boat, right? To me, it just doesn't make sense, right? Like, are there going to be fish on this side and not that side? It just doesn't make sense, right? Like, and, and I'm kind of one of these people who says, like, if, if my boss tells me something to do, I go, well, does that make sense to me? And, like, a lot of times I'll be like, no, I don't want to do it because it doesn't make sense, right? And so it's really, really strange. Why, why did they do it? Why did they throw their net on the other side of the boat? Maybe did they know? Okay, in, in actually Luke 5, like, there's a similar story, right? Actually, this great haul of fish, it happens kind of twice. Um, in Luke chapter five, they, um, they see Jesus on the shore, and Jesus said, have you any fish? And they said, no, and, and then he says, well, go out a little bit further and catch some fish, okay? That makes a little bit more sense to me. But maybe maybe they, they, um, maybe they knew, maybe like they had an inkling that maybe it was Jesus, but I'm not sure. Um, or maybe they just had nothing to lose, right? But still, to me, it doesn't make any sense That there would be fish on this side and not that side, okay? But what do they do? They do it anyway because maybe they have nothing to lose, right? And so what ends up happening is they catch all these fish, right? And so that's really great. They're obedience-oriented. They actually do what Jesus says, okay? They actually do what Jesus says. And and I think that doing what Jesus says um, is probably the most important thing that we could ever do. so years ago, um, I'm going to tell a little story about um, Marissa and I being obedience-oriented. And I, I apologize, it's, it's, it's a story that I've told here before, but um, it was the only one I could think of at the time. Um, so God gave it in, us, in our hearts, a small voice um, for us to adopt a child, okay? And, um, and so we said, okay, God, we'll kind of weep out in faith here, and, um, and we didn't really know what we were doing here. And Daniel, actually, when he was four years old, prayed that we would know who this child was by the name. Um, you guys have heard this story, right? Okay, good. Um, so, so he prayed that we would know by the name, and we waited for a couple years. This system is kind of weird when, when you're trying to adopt a child, so it takes a couple years. Um, and then our social worker, um, Kion, she tells us that there's, uh, there's a child, right? But he has sickle cell, okay? Anyone know what sickle cell is? Raise your hand if you know what sickle cell is. Okay, sickle cell is a disease um, where your blood, red blood cells will sickle in certain times and um, like they'll get stuck in your body and you'll have all sorts of problems. So when we heard sickle cell, what's the first thing we do? Google it, right? We didn't. Okay, we're we're human, right? So most um, more pious people, I guess, would pray, <laughs> right? But instead of praying first, we googled it. And when we're googling it, we have all sorts of horror stories about sickle cell on the internet, and and we're so we're scared, right? We don't know what to do. But after much prayer, we said, "Okay, God, we'll do it," right? Um, so, oh, man, you can't see the picture that well. Okay, this is, um, this is our, our child, um, DJ. Um, we met him uh, in the San Bernardino Hospital, and we immediately we fell in love with him. Um, his given name by his birth, birth mother was Deshawn, okay? My name's Sean, okay? Remember, Daniel prayed that we would know by the name, okay? So... His name is Dishon, and my name is Sean. And so we said, oh, wow, that's, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, That's really cool. Okay, then we find out that his, I'm sorry, then, then we find out that his middle name is Lee, okay? That's Marissa's maiden name, okay? And then the hospital actually gave him, like, I don't know, HIPAA laws or something like that, but they had to give him a different name, the hospital actually gave him the name Daniels as a last name, okay? And that's my other son's name, okay? What are the chances of that? What are the chances that, that, um, that you would have three names out of all the names possible, that you would have three names that match our family name, and that Daniel had prayed that we would know by the name, okay? Um, you know, I've never been so sure that God wanted us to do anything in our lives, okay? Um, it's not been all smooth and easy, okay? Um, many nights in the hospital, um, it's, not, it's not easy to adopt um, a child. Um, and sometimes it doesn't seem fair, you know? It doesn't seem fair for our family, and it doesn't seem fair for him either um, to watch him struggle through this. Um, But he has been such a blessing to us. We've um, looked into, like, the, 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 we look through the eyes of a different person. Um, And so it's been great for us. And and we've learned a lot through um, staying in the hospital and and what God's plans for us are. So um, being obedience-oriented can lead to to really understanding God a lot better. So um, we're super glad that we obeyed on that. Solomon.
1: Then the disciple, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards.
0: Okay as soon as Simon Peter heard it is the Lord, he jumped in right um, He jumped into the into the water okay um, are you guys are you guys like me um, uh, where you kind of hang back a little bit cool make sure you're, make sure you're a little bit reserved because you don't want to say like you don't want to like jump in right away like you want to kind of weigh out the position uh, Weigh out what's going on, the situation. Okay. Not so with Peter, right? He can't wait. He jumps in. Okay. Um, many people are very cool, reserved. Okay. Um, but but not, not Peter. Okay. Um, who knows what the WSOP is? Billy, <laughs> you know what that WSOP is? World yeah, World Series of, <laughs> 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 of Poker, right? I, okay, good, good. You, people have heard of it, okay. It's this—it's this big tournament where people are um, are playing cards, and um, and I don't know why, but it's always really super dramatic to me when people um, when people push their chips all in. Okay, it's always super dramatic because because you see everybody like sitting there concentrating and they're they're looking at their cards, and they're thinking, what are the other people's cards, and, like, they call and bluff, and there's all this kind of stuff going on. But when somebody goes, okay, I'm sure of this, right, they push all their chips in, right? And it's really dramatic, like, this act of, like, people pushing their chips in, and then they stand up, and they pace around, and they like, <laughs> rest of the cards are dealed, right? Um, but uh, what I like about that is I like the feeling of, Somebody being so sure of something that they go, I'm all in, right? I'm all in, okay? Um, Let's not be lukewarm, okay? Let's not be lukewarm here at Harvest, okay? Revelations 3.16. Let's um, really commit. Let's really commit to what's going on here in the life of our church. Um, Solomon,
1: For they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish.
0: There's more. Keep going.
1: Keep going. Sorry, keep going. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said He said, "Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you." Jesus said, "Feed my sheep."
0: All right. So um, Jesus, and you know, there's all sorts of um, ideas of why he says it three times and all this kind of stuff. Maybe it's because he denied him three times. Um, you know, I think the point, the the bigger point, is what Jesus wants Peter to do right? He wants him to feed the sheep. Okay, he serves them breakfast first, and then he says to to Peter, do you love me? Peter said, says, of course I love you. I've devoted my life to you. I changed my career for you. Okay, three years I followed you, and all these other guys too. We love you. So he said, feed my lambs. Okay, um, it's it's very strange, right? I talked about this a few weeks ago, where um, where there's it's very strange that God chooses us. It's very strange that God chooses us because there's actually nothing we can do for God, right? God can do it on His own, but He says, "Feed my sheep." Why does why does He do that? Why does He choose us? He doesn't need. Peter to succeed in his ministry, whatever that means, succeeding in the ministry, okay? He doesn't need us, right, to succeed in the ministry, okay? But he chooses us because he wants us to be involved, because he wants to be with us. And I'm sorry, I spoke about this a few weeks ago, too, um, but, but it's so, so, um, so important. Um, I'm going to uh, start with my conclusion, um, Maybe it's a little bit overdramatic, um, but, you know, I like to be overdramatic sometimes. Actually, it's for Eric, um, because <laughs> Eric likes the drama, okay? Um, so, um, so, who knows who William Wallace is? Okay. Braveheart, right? The movie Braveheart, okay? And, and there's a scene in, in Braveheart that I love, right? And, and I wish I could... I wish I could have a horse, but, um, you know, I have my broom here, right? Like, and he's like, he's like he's, he's, they're, they're just about to battle um, the English, right? The evil English who rape and kill their families. And, and so they're just about to um, fight them, right? And some of the people are scared, so they're, they're running away, right? And they're saying, oh, um, like, if we run away, we'll live for longer, right? And so what is... Um, in 1300 Scotland, right? So what does William Wallace say, okay? He's riding around in his horse, foaming at the mouth, you know, trying to charge up all the troops. He says, run, and you'll live at least for a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom, right? Uh, so very dramatic. He wants, them, he wants them to fight. He wants them to jump in. He wants them to be really excited, okay? I'm not asking you here to get in a big sword fight, okay? There are no English to kill here, and, um, and so I'm not asking for that, okay? But when you're in the last days of your life, Okay, maybe all of us are going to die sometime. I hate to break it to you, but all of us are going to die sometime. Maybe you'll have cancer or um, maybe some other disease. You'll be laying in your bed. Will you wish that you worked a little bit more? Or maybe your house was a little bit cleaner? Or will you wish you had been part of something big or someone big? What is your identity? Okay. God wants us to obey him. He wants us to be obedience oriented. Um, He wants us to jump in, be really committed to um, our community here. And he wants us to uh, feed his sheep. Okay. What does that mean to feed his sheep? Maybe it's um, praying for a friend. Maybe it's just going out to lunch with someone that you haven't seen for a long time. Maybe it's joining a men's group or a small group. Okay, these are not hard things for us to do. We can do these things. Maybe it's going on a short-term missions to Honduras. Okay, last story. Um, So, I work for the company Edwards, most people know that. so they have this thing every year called the Edwards Tech Symposium, right? It's where people kind of get up and talk about important topics that they've been working on, right? And so, so I, I did, because I'm an engineer, I talked, to, I talked about this. Um, and sorry it sounds a little bit braggy, but um, I actually did a pretty good job, okay? <laughs> um, and so, so um, some people said, wow, you did the best job out of everybody there. You did the best job, and I left feeling pretty good my, about myself, right? Um, didn't, didn't thank God for anything, I just felt pretty good about myself. Um, so then I remember um, the next day, I was, um, I was walking, I was walking um, kind of by the heart valve center, um, kind of walking down, down a concrete um, walkway. And then I kind of turned to the left, and the sun, like, hit me straight in the eye. And then um, I heard a small voice in my heart, okay? And the small voice said, Why don't you use that for me? Why don't you use that for me? Would you pray with me? Father, I don't know... um, why, why you give us skills, or um, what you want us to do, or um, how things even happen, or even what success is. Um, but what I do know is this, I, I know that you want us to obey um, in everything we do. We know that you want us to use what we have to your glory. Um, we know that, um, that you want us to join here in community, um, to jump in. To, um, to grasp what you are doing here. Uh, Father, we pray that we would use our gifts and talents to, um, to further your kingdom, to help feed your sheep. Um, because we know that, that you want us to be part of something big. We know that you want us to be part of, of your kingdom. So God, we submit ourselves to you, um, obedience-oriented.